welcome to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. I'm your average runner, chasing some big distances and learning a lot along the way. Welcome back to Chasing Barefoot Ultra, where we talk all things running, mindset, and really tuning into your body. Today I wanted to talk about a lesson that I actually learned in a fine arts classroom, but it's something that has really stuck with me. And I think it really relates to running as well. The lesson that we had was not to get precious with any one part of a painting that we were working on or one part of a piece of art. And the reasoning was that by changing that one thing, it could make the rest of the work really come together. And holding on to that really wasn't helpful. So in this case, we created probably a dozen art cards and had to put them out for our classmates to come around and pick which one they wanted. Usually there's one that turned out really well and that everyone really wanted to hang on to, but we needed to not hold on to that so tight and we needed to learn to let go of those things in order for the big picture to really come together. So when it comes to running and how that really relates is looking back at my shoes as one example. I swore up and down that I would never stray away from the Vibrams because they are what got me back into running and I just didn't want to take that risk of having something maybe not work. So those were my shoes and I I wasn't ever going to change it. But I decided that for various reasons that I talked about in the other podcast, I needed to look at making that shift. And that has been so beneficial. It has made my running feel a lot better. My feet feel a lot better. And I'm just really glad that I didn't hold on to that rule or hold on to that thought that, you know, those shoes were a part of me. And this really crosses lines too, because Maybe you are set in the distance that you want to run or the way that you want to train and you say, this is what works for me and I am not going to change it. I'm not going to try something different because historically, this is what's working. And historically, you know, that's accurate. But looking forward, you need to grow and shift and try new things. For me, having a guided run or, you know, someone telling me what to be doing when I was out on a run would totally backfire on me. And that was my rule. I just go out and I just run my run and, you know, don't think about speed work or fartleks or any of these other things that people say you should be incorporating into your training. I didn't want to follow any kind of guide and I still am fairly loose with how I structure my runs. I really go by how I feel and what's really working. I can go out on a run if an injury pops up, I'll, you know, call it short. Or if I feel really good, I might go a lot longer than what I wanted. But I did discover that doing this, this guided fartlek session was really beneficial. I cut a couple minutes off of my overall pace. And the only reason was because I had 
you know, this person coming up every few minutes and talking in my ear, telling me what I should be doing, and then popping back in and telling me, okay, take it back to an easy run. But it goes beyond just adding in the speed work. So today, for example, coming off an injury, I knew I wasn't really going to be pushing, you know, the pace too much. I just wanted to go out for a nice, easy run, see how things feel, shake things out a bit. But even so, I put on that one guided run because having that in my ear, for whatever reason, helped me run better. My form was better. I kept running longer. I felt stronger as I went. And I took no walk breaks. Like, well, not no walk breaks, I guess, but very few and they were very short. And when I was really struggling, you know, those were getting to be a bit longer and a bit more frequent. And that one really simple switch in how I was running and how I was training just flipped a switch in me and it made it go so much smoother. It made me feel so much stronger. So why was I hesitant to try it? I mean, it's pretty silly if you really think about it. What was the worst thing that would happen if I tried to do it? That I wouldn't like it? That I would prove to myself that, yeah, the way I was training before worked for me better? That was the worst case scenario. And yet I really struggled with taking that step. So by not doing it, by not trying it, at least trying, I was doing myself a huge disservice. And I know it can be kind of intimidating to put that goal out there or to say, you know, I'm going to try following this structured run or I'm going to try following this training plan. I'm going to set myself some distances and I'm going to set myself some days to go running because, well, what if I fail? What if I set that all out And I try that and it doesn't work. Well, what if it does? If you don't try, you're guaranteeing yourself that it's a fail. If you don't at least give it a shot, it's a fail. So try it. You might be pleasantly surprised. You might have the outcome that you expected. But all you're going to gain is knowledge by doing it that way. All you're going to gain is experience. So it's worth putting yourself out there and really trying it. Maybe you run trail all the time and find yourself, you know, really hesitant to run the road for a bit. Have you run the road recently? Maybe it would be a good spot for you to try your speed work. Maybe a change of pace would be good for you. Maybe it would help with some of those injuries. Or if you run road all the time, maybe try diverting down that one trail that you pass all the time. Where I go for my run, it's a mix. I run a lot on the road, and then there's some really easy trails that I can hook onto and run for sections. And I really like to have that change of scenery and just breaking things up. The nice part about the road is it does give you a little bit of a break. You're not looking down at 
the ground. You're not worrying about rocks or roots or something that you might trip over. But the trail does give you that nice break in scenery and, in my case, people. Um, it's just nice to feel a little secluded sometimes. But you don't want to get to where you refuse to change anything. You don't want to get to be like, well, I'm a trail runner, so I'm only running on trails. Well, why? Is it that you genuinely don't like being on the road? Have you tried running on the road and it just doesn't work? Well, in that case, yeah, if that's going to send you backwards, then no, don't run on the road. But if you're saying it just because, you know, that's where you really want to be or how you feel you should be, then try the road. What's the worst thing that could happen? You're validated and not ever wanting to run the road again? I also found when I was fueling and trying different things for, you know, eating on a long run, I came across some challenges in kind of my first 50k where I was predominantly fueling with the honey stinger gel gummies and the waffles. During the run, it, it worked really well. I practiced with the fuel. I tried different gels along the way. Um, one that I really wanted to like was the Endurance Tap, which is essentially maple syrup. And I tried on a couple occasions, but it was, you know, instant started to turn my stomach. I think it was just the amount of sugar. I also tried the goo and that same thing just didn't sit well. So I kind of settled on that honey stinger and that's what was working for me. Um, I noticed a couple of days after the run, I was having, you know, some GI issues. And the only thing that I could really put my finger on was probably what I had been eating for the day. And I mean, also probably because I pushed myself so far and I course know that would be a contributing factor as well but then on this last one I really didn't want to eat any of the fuel I had like I knew I needed to I got to the point where I was feeling hungry and at that point it's already too late I should have been feeling long before that happened but I didn't want the gel I didn't want the gummies I really didn't want the waffles. Those were what I ate the most of, but it just didn't taste very good. Didn't really feed that appetite. And I got to the point where I was uh, swapping out pacers. My husband was jumping in the truck, throwing his bike in, and my mom was going to run with me for a while. And I said to him, I said, can you go and get me some fries or something like I really need real food like I just can't stomach what I brought and I mean he had biked probably 25k at that point and he was hungry and needing something so he was more than happy to go and fill that request those fries are probably the best tasting fries I have ever had and I felt so much more rejuvenated after that. So I really needed to consider what I was fueling with and 
why I felt the need to really stick with the honey stinger. It had worked for me, but it clearly wasn't anymore. And I kind of knew that as I was getting to this run, but I also felt like I just didn't have the time to test out new fuel. And one of the biggest things that you'll hear is not to try new things on race day, not to introduce new fuel or anything that might upset your GI and cause issues. So I was very aware of that. And while I I should have taken the time before this to really try new things, I just, it hadn't been made a priority with the other struggles I was having. And I also felt like, you know, the honey stinger had worked. So these, you know, other few that I've tried didn't. Um, why change it? I'll just stick with what I know and call it good. So I've decided that I really need to change up the fuel, especially after this last one where I just couldn't bring myself to really consume what I had brought and I needed to be taking in more calories than I was. I have ordered some spring energy is the next one I'm going to try. I've been really intrigued by this one. I don't know why I've been so hesitant to try it up until now. I do have some food allergies that I really need to take into consideration and that can make it a little bit more challenging to get the right kind of fuel and to try different versions of like the pre-made fuel. The one that Spring Energy makes that I really wanted to try is the coffee because for me uh, I'm a huge coffee lover. It's you know mandatory in the morning that I have at least one cup of coffee, preferably two. Um, before my runs, I'll have just one cup and then get going, but I will always have more as soon as I get back. So for me, like the coffee-flavored energy just felt like it would work really well, especially when you need that little bit of a pick-me-up. But unfortunately, it has cashew butter as like the second ingredient, and cashews are my main allergy. Um, some tree nuts are okay. Like the there's a few different or a couple different families of tree nuts, um, but the cashew one is the one I'm allergic to. So unfortunately, that one was out. But I found they have a few other ones that do sound really good. Um, some have the reclosable top, which is what I really liked about the endurance fuel, um, just because you can have a bit, screw the top back on, and keep going. And with the ones where you have to rip it open, you'd have to have it all or or lose it. So I, yeah, I took the plunge and decided to try some of those. I haven't had any yet. I just got them. Um, but I'm really excited to introduce a different type of fuel and to be kind of breaking free of that. You know, this is the one that works for me and this is what I have to stick with. Because, yeah, there's other options out there. You just need to dig a little. Um, I know a lot of people kind of make their own. They use um, like the baby food pouches that you can buy. They're reusable. For me, though, I'm not quite there. Like, I'd have the really good intention of doing that and of making my own and filling them. But maybe it's lazy. Maybe it's something else. I know I wouldn't stick with it. I know that 
you know, it just wouldn't work really well for me in the long run. And I feel like those containers would just get a little gross after a while. So I want to keep trying with the pre-made. At least I know they're balanced. I know they've got the energy in them that I need. They've got the calories I need. And that's one thing where I feel I would really fall short in trying to make it myself is I don't know enough about nutrition and that side of things to really pack all of that in there. So it's just easier, um, more efficient, and probably better if I just look for one of the kind of pre-made options. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my shoe choice, my fuel, my training styles, is to really learn to let things go that aren't serving you anymore. Learn to let things go that may have worked really well for you before, but we don't stay stationary. We don't, you know, stay at this one level all the time. So while this thing may have, you know, been the answer at one point, doesn't mean it's the answer now or will be the answer next time. We always need to be learning and growing. There's always different things that we can incorporate or try to incorporate. One thing I've been really thinking about lately is my training plans and my lack of training plans. And I've said before that, you know, what worked really well for me is not to have that structure. So I don't feel like I'm trying to catch up or that I'm, you know, always falling behind if I miss a day. And for me, it's a very a mental thing where I need to feel like I'm moving forward and not falling back. But I've really been considering you know, how to move forward efficiently to where I feel like I'm, you know, achieving what I want to and progressing like what I want to without hitting that mental block where I feel like, okay, if I'm not doing it at the rate that I have planned, I'm falling behind. But also considering that maybe having a bit of a training plan will help in the long haul. I think it's a bit of a fine line to walk, but I also feel like having this guide might be similar to what the guided run was like. So I can keep it loose while at the same time bringing in a little bit more structure. Because when it all works, like the first year that I went out and, you know, running two 10Ks during the week and a long run on Sunday and everything just settled in. It all just hit its pace and it it worked. You know, the next year, I think I was expecting it to fall into the same place again and it just didn't. It could have been the training that I was trying to shoehorn myself into. I think really predominantly it was. But I also feel like there is a time and a place for it. And maybe the training style, being super open and loose, is one of those precious things that I need to learn to let go of. And maybe I need to trust myself that if I create a training plan... And if I set these goals, that those are 
best case scenario. That is my aim for that day. But if I go out and if I'm not feeling it, I can trust myself that it's in my best interest to not follow through or to swap days and do something different, but still maintain a forward motion, still keep working towards that end goal. It's all about learning and adapting and finding these ways that you can grow. And I don't want to put myself in a position where I tell myself this is the only way it can be done. Because as soon as that happens, you're limiting yourself. So be open-minded. Consider what works. Listen to what works for other people. But tune into yourself. There's probably some nagging voice in there that's telling you to go and try something. Don't let fear stop you from trying. Don't let fear stop you from trying to change up how you're doing something. If you feel like adding in a guided session might be beneficial to you, or maybe it would create just that little bit more interest on the run, try it. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Chasing Barefoot Ultra.